Hello, um, come sit with me for a little bit. I, uh, I'm here because I just wanted to share my heart a little bit and um, share a couple of dreams that I had. Um, I wrote some notes down because I'm really terrible with, <laughs> with doing things on the fly and I'm kind of, um, I'm just a very shy person by nature so this is kind of out of character. But I really feel like it's important to, um, to just share my walk, a little bit of my walk and, and some dreams and what they might mean. And, um, hopefully you'll be willing to just give it a shot. Hear me out. Um, so let's see. Um, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why I think that they're from the Lord, um, and what they were. Um, also pre please pray about anything that I tell you, everything, you know, everything that you hear from me, you should pray about in advance. Um, it's important that you use discernment because there's a lot of people that make a lot of videos that are leading people astray and, and people are just kind of going off like sheep to the slaughter. They just take out everybody else's word for gospel. And it's like, you should really check in with God. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do any editing on this video. What you see is what you get. <laughs> so hopefully it's not too bad. Um, so I'll start from the beginning. I was saved in the year 2000. I was 18 years old at the time. Um, it's been 22 years now walking with the Lord. And um, during that time, I've had some ups and some downs. Um, there were, I was saved when I was 18 and then I walked away for a few years and then I came back uh, with a vengeance when I was around 23. So, um, but that's a whole nother story. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try to keep this video pretty short for you. Um, so uh, I've had three dreams from the Lord. I'm 40 years old now. I'll be 41. I'd be 41 on November 9th. And um, I'm a wife and a mom of seven beautiful, amazing children who are just the light of my life. Um, let's see what else. Um, how do I know they're from the Lord? Okay, so there's really three ways that I'll just mention here quickly that help you to know that something that a dream has come from the Lord. And the first way that you know is that it's a very vivid dream. Um, most of my dreams, like I'm not really like a big dreamer. And if I do dream, it's kind of these like weird, um, you know, like you're having tea with a, with a, with a mouse on roller skates. Like <laughs> they never really make any sense. It's just kind of like weird, random things popping into your head. But when it's a dream from the Lord, like all of a sudden everything gets very clear and it's very, um, it's almost like a movie, you know, it feels very vivid. And a lot of times, and in a lot of these dreams, it felt very real. Like, like I was going through or I was experiencing this event. So um, so that's one of the ways that you know. Um, the second way that you know that a Lord is from, or that a dream is from the Lord is um, it teaches you something that you didn't know in advance. Like it, there's something will happen and in the dream and you have to go and kind of dig and like, oh, I wonder what that meant. And you look into his word and you start digging into his word and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I had no idea. <laughs> so it's like, you just, you learn something new. It's kind of neat. Um, and the third way is that your spirit really knows, um, you know, in two of the three dreams, when I realized that it was God talking to me, I like surprised myself and it was like, oh my gosh. And that woke me up. So it's just kind of like a terrible little sidetrack that every time I get in front of the Lord, I like, I'm like so excited. I'm like a little kid that I wake myself up after. But one of the times it didn't happen. And I'll tell you about that one. Um, and why do I think that God does this? Why do I think that God 
gives us these like dreams and we have to seek these interpretations. And the reality is I think because it's fun, <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I, but I love puzzles. I love figuring stuff out. I love digging. I love um, doing any kind of um, just research and, and reading in his word and, and diving in and trying to get to know God a little bit better. Um, it's so fun to me. And so when he does something like that, when he gives me something like that, it's really neat to just watch him uh, reveal himself. And it's almost like he leaves these little breadcrumbs and you have to, you know, try to figure it out. And he tells us in his word, seek and you shall find. And I'll tell you what, that is so true. That is so true. So in the 22 years, like I said before, I've only had three dreams. That's it. Three dreams. And I'll give thanks to God for that because there's people that walk by complete faith and they never have any dreams or any kind of encounters like that. So, um, so I'm grateful for it, but I know that some people have these amazing, you know, revelations every single night and it's like, that's just not me. That's not my walk, but I do feel like the ones that I did have were kind of important. So I'll get right into that. Um, the first one that I had, I'm kind of skeptical about whether or not I should share the whole dream. I think I actually won't share this dream, but I will share what the point is. And it's important that you do this too. So for 10 years in my walk, 10 years, um, I was walking with God and, and, and it came to me, it occurred to me that in that whole time, you know, I had grown up in this, in this flavor of faith and in this flavor of faith, we had our customs and we had our traditions and we had our repetition, but we had no relationship and God doesn't want that. God doesn't want repetition. He wants relationship. He wants you to talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. You know, he wants us to come before him and humbly humble ourselves before him and just say, hey, like, I want to know you. I want to know you better. You know, who are you? <laughs> and that's kind of where the first dream came from. Because I had been ministering to this group of people that came to my house and, you know, they were so like, I'm right and I know I'm right. And they were trying so hard to like get me to convert. And I was just like, listen, like, I'll ask God, you know, I'll find out, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not against asking him. So, and I did, and then I would come back to them with a response and, and then they would like be like, shoot, man, like and then they would leave and they'd come back next week and, you know, I'd be like, I, I'll ask him. And so I would ask and then they would get a response and they were never too happy about it, but God was answering and he was there. And then it occurred to me, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to just assume that I know you, God, like. I want to know you and I, and I've never asked you your name in all of these years that I've been following you. I've never, I've always just assumed that I knew who you were just like they're assuming that they know who you are. But what if we're both wrong? I know that you're good and I know that you love me. I know you're a good father, but I want to follow you and I want to honor you with my life. And if that means that you're Jewish, then I'm Jewish. And if that means that you're, you're Catholic, then I'm Catholic. If that means you're Muslim, I'm Muslim. Like, I'll take it, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm not, uh, whoever you are and whatever you are, I want to follow you because I know that you're good and that you love me. And so that night he answered that question for me. And after that, he helped me grow my faith. He helped me learn. He helped me, you know, understand who he was. 
But the reality is I had to be willing to let go of a lot, pretty much everything. You know, everything that I knew, everything that I thought I knew, I had to let go of. I had to let go of a lot of my traditions. My whole family, you know, looked at me like I was crazy because it was like, well, I can't do that anymore. You know, like I don't do the things that you do and I don't say the things that you say and I'm not going to act the way that you act. I, 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 I can't because it's not, that's not who God is, you know? So that was really difficult. And for a season there, it was, it was hard because I, I felt very alone and I felt very, um, by myself, but I wasn't because I knew I was walking with God. And so I felt more filled with peace and love and joy and gratitude than I ever had. But I had lost so much, you know, I was losing relationships and I was losing, you know, things that I, that meant a lot to me in advance. You know, I had to shed all of that. I had to shed it all. And so through that, um, he blessed me with, with a dream. And before I go into this one dream, um, I'll just preface it by saying that I had been just praying like, God, like, I'm just so ready for the rapture. Just take me, God. Like, I'm ready. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Like, I'm living like my life, like a godly life. And, and I felt like I just want to go. <laughs> I'm so ready to get out of here. Like, what are we waiting for? And, um, and one night I had a dream. It was on May 10th, no, May 16th, 2010. And I was, at the time I was living in South Florida and I was walking on a really busy street called Las Olas and it was so vivid. It was, it felt so real. And I'm looking around on Las Olas and it's, and it's dark. So I'm assuming it's nighttime. It's dark. And everybody that I'm looking at is looking up and I'm like, what is everybody looking at? And when I turned around and I looked and I just see this huge blood moon, like huge moon, gigantic. Like it looked like it was gonna crash into the earth. Huge moon and it was blood orange. It was like orange and kind of like the, the, the play button on your record on your, on your iPhone or the record button. It was like the eeriest color. I'd never seen anything like it. And now I can say, okay, that was a blood moon. But at the time, remember when I said, like one of the ways that you'll know is when he's revealing something to you, you have no idea what that is. So at the time I was like, oh my gosh, why is the moon that color? You know, it's going to crash into the earth. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, so I remember I saw the moon. So here I am. I'm like, uh, that's not good. And as soon as I said, uh, that, that was literally my response my response to like the moon crashing in the earth. Uh, that's not good. And as soon as I said that, it was like, whoosh, just like that, whoosh, like super fast. I was picked up and I was looking down. And it was at that point that I realized that everything that he said in his word was true. And I was now leaving. And I thought that I would feel this overwhelming sense of joy and happiness and like, yay, we can blow this popsicle stand. I was so sad. I was so sad because I knew what was coming and I knew his word was true. And I knew that everything that he said was gonna happen and was gonna happen. And I felt like I could have done more. And I thought about all those people that I grew up with and all the people on my friends book on my friends list on Facebook and you know all of the people that um that I just I could have helped and I and I didn't I kept my mouth shut because I'm very just shy by nature so I kept my 
lamp hidden. And now it was too late and it broke my heart. And it was the exact opposite reaction that I thought that I would have in that moment, but, but it was what it was. And, and it was after that, that I woke up. And so all of those people that came to mind when I was, you know, taken up, I came back and I, and I took them to church or I reached out to them or I, you know, tried really hard to, to minister to them over the years and, and to share the word with them. And, and I feel like, okay, I've, I've, I've tried, you know, I've done, I've done what I could. Um, the other thing uh, that I remember, hold on, I lost my train of thought. Did that. I told you this, would <laughs> but I'm not editing it. Um, so yeah, so I felt like I, I could have done more and I, and I did. And I feel like that's why God showed me that was to remind me like, Hey, when this happens, you're going to feel bad. You should be out there. You should be ministering to people and you should be sharing what you know, because when that day comes and it will come, you're going to feel really bad if you don't. So that was back in 2010. Now remember, there was a series of blood moons, you know, in 2013 or 14, 15. And I was like, okay, that's going to be, that's got to be it. Because he showed me the blood moon, but I didn't know when. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about them. I didn't understand that they were part of uh, 1 Thessalonians 4. I think it's 1 Thessalonians 4. Yeah. Um, you know, where it says the sun will be darkened and the moon return to blood. So I saw that. Now, in my dream, it looked like the moon was going to crash into the earth. I don't know that the moon actually is going to crash into the earth. That was, I think it was just to signify that this is important, Carla. Pay attention, you know, pay attention. So I know a lot of other people have been having blood moon dreams recently. And, and, and I've been noticing an uptick of dreams in general from God um, to people. So... I asked God, I asked him point blank because I was feeling like a stirring in my body. And I was like, God, like what's going on? You know, is it, are we, are we close? Like what's, is it almost time? And I fell asleep and it was August 26, 2022. And I said, is it almost time? And that morning, August 26, 2022, I woke up after having a dream. And in that dream, I was hovering in the sky and almost like this, like you're coming in like a camera, like, you know, just kind of looking down over, over the landscape. And it was a beautiful, like almost like a meadow. And there was this really cute little house, like just a very simple, sweet house um, with like a, a reddish kind of, um, you know, like Spanish tile kind of roof. And from the house, there was a river coming out of it and it was just winding like a beautiful winding river and it was so peaceful and it was so serene and, and the river looked beautiful. And as I'm like approaching this house, I'm like, wow, it's a really pretty house. Like I'm, <laughs> and then something caught my attention to my right. And when I looked over to my right across the river, like over the river, there was a little bridge, just a little bridge. And on that bridge, there was a bride and a groom kick topper with a hopa <laughs> with like a little arch I was like am I really seeing what I'm seeing and in that moment it was like <gasps> and again I woke myself up I like startled myself and I was like <gasps> and that's when I woke up and so if that dream means what I think it means then we're pretty close to 
to the end. I don't know when. He didn't give me a date. He didn't give me a time. He didn't say like, hey, be ready by blah, blah, blah. Like, I have no idea. But I just felt an urgency in my spirit to share those dreams. Um, you know, I feel like, don't take my word for it. Take it to the Lord. Ask him. Seek him. He really is such a good father. He's such a good father. I got to tell you, like, walking by faith is so much fun. <laughs> I know a lot of people probably don't feel like that, but it but it really is because it's a gift. It's a joy to, to walk by faith. And it's not like we just, like, step out in faith and then, like, he doesn't show up, you know? It's not like if you're praying to this, like, statue and then, like, you know, you pray to it every day and it doesn't move. It's just sitting there, you know, and it doesn't respond or show you anything. Like, I would not be following the Lord for 22 years if he just doesn't show up. He does. He shows up and he loves us. He loves us so much. He loves all of us. You know, he doesn't want anybody to, to be left behind. He wants everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. He wants us all to, to join him. But in order for us to do that, we have to do something. We have to repent. We have to repent. We have to accept the sacrifice that he made for us on the cross. Okay? In, in Genesis. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. I'm wrapping this up. Don't worry. Um... So in Genesis 1 and 26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and the livestock and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So he created human beings in his own image. So did you catch it? I said, let us make man in our image. So who's he talking to and who's he talking about? We find out later in John 1.1. 1, 1. Let me find it real quick. In the beginning was the Word. The Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the, and then if we go down to John 1, 14, it says, So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. He's right there. And then it goes on to say in John 3, 16, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world but people love the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Did you catch that? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him, that's for everyone. 
It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter your skin color or your, you know, nation of origin. He loves us all and he died for us all. And he wants us all to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. But we have to be willing to admit that we're sinners, that we are not, we're not okay. We are not, we are breaking God's laws. We are breaking his laws and his, and his heart and, and, and our intentions are, are not good. We have to do that. We have to admit that. And once we repent, we say that. We say, God, I'm wrong. Help me. I invite you into my heart. I invite you inside to be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. Help me. Teach me to do what's right in your eyes. He will start to work in you. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and start to work those things out of your life. If there's anger issues, he wants to work those out of you. If there's hatred, he wants to work those out of you. You cannot, you know, you cannot have hatred in your heart. You just can't. You have to have love for everyone. He says, you know, love the Lord your God above all and then love your neighbor as your friend, as yourself. So that means love your neighbor. Love your, love, love your neighbor. Love all of your neighbors, no matter what. Love your angry neighbor. Love your old neighbor. Love your black neighbor. Love your white neighbor. Love your uh, Asian neighbor. Love the Hispanic neighbors. Love them old. Love them young. Love them all. Love them all. Love them all. You're all welcome. He wants everyone. He died for every one of us. No matter what, if he can save me, <laughs> he can save anyone. But we have to, we have to accept it. He's a gentleman in every sense of the word. He's such a gentleman and he's so kind and he's so loving. He doesn't force himself on every, anyone. He is a free gift available to all of us. And if you're willing to accept it and you say, yes, God, he'll give it to you and you will be saved. You won't have to go through what's going to go through what, what the Bible says is coming next. You won't have to go through it. But he's going to check your hearts. So genuine repentance, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for genuine love, genuine compassion. Don't contribute to the to the folly of this world he says woe to those who call evil good and good evil woe to those don't be afraid of people and what they think my whole life you know my whole adult life people have thought me strange <laughs> but that's okay because god loves me just the way that i am you know and i genuinely am trying to live a life that is a living sacrifice to him it says, I, I see what you did for me and I'm grateful. And in return and in exchange for that, I would like to offer my services as you, as you may. Whatever you need, God. You want me to, to take in orphans? I'll take orphans. You want me to take in widows? I'll take in widows. You want me to um, you know, bring food to my neighbors? I'll bring food to my neighbors. You want me to send money to you know, poor nations? I'll send money to poor nations. You want me to you know, serve and, and help the elderly, I'll help the elderly. Whatever that means, if it's just a kind word, if it's just a smile, there's such a lack of just kindness and compassion in the world right now. You know, people get road rage, and I understand. I mean, I understand this. It's, it's getting dark, people. Look around. It's hard. It's hard to be kind, but you have to remember 
that they're going through something too. You know, people are suffering. People are, are stressed about money. They can't put food on the table. They don't have housing. Like these things are stressful to them. Help them, be kind to them. Even if it's just a kind word, the world needs more of that. You know, be, be selfless. We've never seen such a narcissistic society. I'll tell you what, we are so self-involved and self-righteous and self, you know, self-loving. It's crazy. Stop it. Stop it. It's not about us. Do for your neighbor. Do for your friend. Help those in need. So I pray that if you saw this video to the end, may the Lord bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Bye.